0: Hey, welcome or welcome back to BB Anime. I'm Blue and I'm not bleeding. And that's Brad.
1: I was. <laughs> For the audio only <laughs> listeners of this, they're going to be very confused. <laughs> but yeah, no joke. Yeah. Blue scared the absolute <laughs> shit out of me whenever she joined the call because all I see is the red Velcro. <laughs> but part of it is actually covered up by other bandage. Yeah. So I see it, and I'm just like, um, are you good? <laughs> it's like, do you need to handle that before we get into this? Like, I, I realize this is our time to record, but also, mate!
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's just Velcro. I had the option of red, white, or black, and I told the lady to surprise me, and she gave me patriotic colors, she said. So I just need a little maple leaf.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're an artist. You can do
0: it. <laughs> yeah, right now, yeah
1: good job yeah yeah left-handed it's fine yeah that'll be great okay (laughs) or also it's japanese colors that is true it's it's also england colors
0: if you forget britain just do england Saint george's cross yeah 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 that's yeah yeah Uh uh-huh
1: i know my uh geometry
0: (laughs) it's just the red middle (laughs) bit if the blue's scotland so if you get rid of the the Scottish, Scottish Blue Wales doesn't get a flag. They don't get to be part of it apparently. <laughs> but that's all the...
1: 'cause isn't there yeah. just isn't there's just a dragon? Yeah,
0: is it a, is right? it's a red dragon with green That'll don't, don't, <laughs> that'll no I I don't.
1: I can't do math, it's fine.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh
1: That's what I've got I'm a new
0: for. plastic thing now.
1: Yeah, she's a she's a cyborg yeah. The, notice the ASMR of the clacking of the cast.
0: <laughs> the bell
1: Ooh, well oh, that's some that's some good yeah, ASMR. Right? It just, yeah. it just right into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love what this podcast has <laughs> just divulged into.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can take it off and show you the wound if you want to see, but I don't know if you get grossed out.
1: I won't get grossed out, but we should save that for after. The I was going to say video would get
0: demonetized or whatever. Yeah, like not that monetization. I don't anyway, know how to like...
1: blur. Like I'm a fucking idiot whenever it comes to <laughs> video editing. So we can we can do that after. I think I
0: have a picture of it. I can if I have a picture of it, I will text you the picture. Fair enough. Um
1: that is acceptable,
0: I think i I may only have a really gross picture, though
1: that's fine. um I'm not squeamish. I watch horror films for fun
0: oh yeah i have a I have a really gross picture if you want to see that. that's fine, okay.
1: I'm not bothered.
0: Uh, coming your way. it doesn't look like that now. it's cleaner than that now, but yeah, oh, that's not terrible. It's pretty icky.
1: I mean it's not the worst thing I've ever seen,
0: yeah. That Honestly, was That's
1: that's very interesting, the way that all that's set up. <laughs> like, how it's, like, healed differently in certain areas.
0: Yeah, the bottom of my scar is healed super, super well already. Like, mm-hmm. the, this section here doesn't no. have any scabs on it or anything. It looks really good. And then it's a little bit scabby going further up. Mm-hmm. And then the two portholes where they put the camera, they look like fully healed scars. Like, they look super good. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
1: So are you gonna get like a? Uh, you gonna get a super fancy tattoo to cover up the scars?
0: I don't know. I've been thinking about it. Put my phone down. I've been thinking about it. I was thinking about because I was talking about it with my colleagues at work um, back mm-hmm. in the city, and they were like, "Oh, maybe you could do like a fine that like goes in and out of the scar, and then goes in and out of the hip scar that I have to accompany them." Or oh, that's really cool. Yeah, my brother was saying I could get like a little like. Um, Darth Vader or something, so it becomes a lightsaber or like a sword <laughs> handle or something. I mean, uh, fair. Um, I I don't know yet though. It's it, I yeah I don't know. We'll see. I'll see how it heals. Um, mm-hmm. because my physiotherapist has a similar surgery scar, and hers is super thin and super clean. It's obviously healed quite a bit, like a couple of years now. So hers is like you know white and clean and and nice, but it's like a like like a pencil line. So mm-hmm. I don't know how wide the scar is going to be. And depending on how wide it is, we'll probably determine. If it ends up the do.
1: same way, just get a little piece of chalk tattooed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. It's, <laughs> I was thinking about getting, uh, turning it into a ruler, getting measurements on it. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> Wherever I go, uh, my, I know exactly how, how long anything is. I need to measure anything.
1: This big. Right. Yeah.
0: you can't trick me I'll know exactly how (laughs) I can measure what is that how big is it hang on hang on
1: (laughs) never be lied to again about size no (laughs) (laughs) oh me that's great
0: (laughs) but yeah um, healing super well I can I'm now doing finger exercises I still have a lot of tightness in my last two fingers um, mm-hmm. because obviously those tendons were the ones that were like moved
1: <laughs> yeah. so they could
0: get to the bone. And uh, and so I have to like push down on these two fingers with 5% strength. So like barely even resting my hand on them. Just, ah, to, like... just
1: my hero. You've got Deku just like, I can <laughs> only use 5% of my power. Exactly. Yeah. A hundred
0: percent to push down on those fingers. And then, I can hold things under one pound now.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. So yeah. you
1: can pick up a pencil.
0: <laughs> yeah. Although not really. I have to use this fat tube thing with a hole in it that I like stick the pencils through and then it's uh, like a foam tube and then uh, I can grip onto that.
1: Uh, Cause yeah. I see.
0: I mean, I can hold it like this, but I can't put any force on it. So. Can't write with it. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah. Good so. Good yeah. Enough. Still, still no rotation. Um, but looking healthy, good. I have to do more scar massage because my scar is sticking. So I didn't know why I had to do scar massage. They just said you had to do it. I was like, I don't know. I thought it was like getting blood to the area or something. But it turns out that scars stick to the bone. And so, like the scar tissue. So you have to like move it around so that it doesn't stick. So that then the skin is still like fluid when it's all healed. Otherwise it'll like end up being too solid and like not... And it'll end up. You'll end up like. Have you ever seen those scars where, like, they they crease when a person moves? They don't move with the skin.
1: Uh, yes, actually. I have. Yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's to prevent that.
1: Interesting.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that's why you do a scar massage.
1: I have learned something today. Yeah. So I have officially had probably one of, well, definitely up to this point, the greatest moment I've ever had as a Concept? dungeon master.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> That's like the
1: concept? <laughs> no, no. That is Tuesday. So that is literally... Oh, okay. Right I didn't know
0: this is going go next I, week. I'm, okay. I'm so
1: excited. I'm <laughs> so fucking pumped. <laughs> but no, so I've had my greatest moment as a Dungeon Master up to this point. On Tuesday, we did a one-shot just to kind of gauge our friend group's interest in actually doing an in-person campaign to see mm-hmm. if some of the people would actually be interested because I've never tried D&D before. Mm-hmm. And so during that process, um, like we went through like a whole combat slog. There was eight of them playing. Mm -hmm. And so I had them all create level three characters or some of them I've made characters for because they've obviously never played. So I just, you know, took their input on what they wanted and then just crafted their character for them. You know, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. Anyway. So I faked a campaign of like them traveling and have them get ambushed at night and so we went through like a massive combat slog and like it took a while like that whole bit of combat i think took over an hour Mm -hmm. but we got all the way through it and for one um, i rolled incredibly poorly (laughs) i cast a fireball that could have wiped out almost all of them A fireball cast has the potential of, at the lowest level, you can cast it doing 48 damage. I did 13. Uh, (laughs) I rolled terribly. (laughs) But, so, I ended up not killing any of the characters. Our bard killed our rogue. (laughs) yeah they um they cast a thunder wave on them while they were unconscious trying to hit like the big bad of that particular group and crit them so they just straight up died like they didn't even get a chance to roll any saving throws they were just dead oh oh no (laughs) it was it was bad which granted that rogue did not have a lot of health at all so it was it was not that great but yeah just straight up killed them in one fell swoops so oh. Interesting. But so the the thing that got me is that like finally the most inexperienced person at the table, our um worship leader at church, it was his wife that literally got roped into playing. Like I literally just had like spare character sheets that came with one of the d d sets that I bought and like I just handed her a character sheet. Like I handed like I held out 5 of them and I was like pick one they just picked out a random one and she just so happened to be the one to get the last hit on the big bad of the group and so like just that final like how do you want to do this and like with that like she you know tried to explain how she wanted it done and then i reach across my little dm screen and reach out to the little figure and flip it back to like flip it over and the entire table just exploded (laughs) like everybody was like
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs)
1: and at that moment i was like i i've genuinely never felt so proud like Aww. taking this group of people that either have no D experience or like just trying to learn and like just getting that type of reaction i was like oh my heart is full
0: oh that's so good like,
1: like that's one of the greatest things i could have ever have hoped for like that was so good yay so, yeah, that was oh, was so much fun. I I can't wait to play more. I've been in just such a and d mood.
0: Easy. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, did that and then put too much pressure on my pinky.
1: Yeah. So I was like, eh? <laughs> but, yeah, no, that was, oh, that was so good. I'm, I still feel like I'm riding the high from that because I was just like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. But, no, that was fun. I enjoyed that a lot. I'm, just, I'm having way too much fun with D&D here lately. Yeah.
0: No, it's good. It's really good that you're getting super into it. And, like, you haven't been DMing, I mean, like, what, like, five sessions? Like, how many have you done now?
1: Something like that. Yeah, like, five sessions total. And some of those online. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm slowly, like, getting more comfortable, like, in my DMing shoes with, like, crafting, like, how I want to do things and, like, how to make things run. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I, I will say I did fudge that encounter just a little bit because i grabbed a random uh card out of my pack of um like creatures and npcs packages that have like a zero to some sort of amount of challenge rating and so that's just what i made the big bad but i was like 200 health no (laughs) i'm gonna cut that down to like 70 (laughs) because otherwise that could have taken a lot longer especially whenever they were they had access to level seven spell
0: oh yeah (laughs)
1: So yeah, no, 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 no. But no, it was good. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm oh uh, I just want to play more. And I will be playing more very, very soon in a lot of different avenues. So I'm very, very excited. We are as far as the B and B gaming goes, we are still waiting to hear back from a couple of people, but it we're working on it. Yeah. Um may end up getting uh the person that backed out on us back into it. Okay. Because it they're enjoying it more.
0: Okay. So- good yeah
1: so yeah we'll, it was just uh, we'll a lot
0: see. of stress for, it's a lot of stress for newbie players um in general and mm-hmm. um, right, especially yeah.
1: for um people that have like certain personality styles like um out of our group like i know for me whenever it comes to like what we put out and stuff like you know you know me well enough at this point to know like i am incredibly like I'm such a perfectionist whenever it comes to the content that we put out, like everything has to be done like to a certain specification or I just don't feel comfortable putting it out because I feel like I got to put my best foot forward. And some of the people playing with us like that was their mentality. And whenever it comes to D&D, like whether it's role play or whatever, like you kind of got to drop that yeah. a little bit because it's so much of D&D is just reactionary because you never know like how people are actually going to play. Mm hmm. And it's literally just like figuring out like how you want your character to be played, and then going from there, and then just you know figuring out combat and all that other stuff. So you know, hopefully, we can get some you know more RP stuff nailed down and get them a lot more comfortable with playing, and then get them back. But that's that's wishful thinking. But we're, we're getting so close. Yeah,
0: yeah, it it is <laughs> really one of those like it's one of those things where you just kind of have to do it more, mm-hmm. um, and you can't criticize yourself as much as like I mean we're I feel like introverts spend so much of our time um thinking back on interactions that we've had because it's not where we're comfortable. Mm-hmm. So we end up reflecting on those so much more than we like and, and just spend so much time in our own heads being like, oh my God, I should have done this, I should have done this, I should have done this. And we end up putting way too much pressure on ourselves. And then um, small things that other people don't even remember end up, like, sticking in our brains and we just keep replaying them. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of thing that really you can't do with D&D and improv in general because you have to try your best to remember that you aren't your character. So, Mm -hmm. like, you can put up a full mental separation there between you and who you're playing and the role that you're playing so that because I found that's something that helps me in improv in general it's something that I haven't seamlessly translated over into D&D yet but I mean I've been in acting my whole life and that was something that really helped me was like once you step out on that stage or whatever whatever you do out there wasn't you like that was that was who you were playing that was the role you were in Mm -hmm. and so if you like don't react the way that you would prefer to react when you're looking back on it. Well, it wasn't you who reacted, it was your character who reacted. So mm-hmm. you can't judge somebody else's reactions. And it like gives you that little bit of a excuse to just be like, yeah. well, you know, it wasn't a perfect reaction, but my character isn't a perfect person. They're flawed. So mm-hmm. um I don't know. It just yeah. Gives you that little bit of a leeway.
1: Yeah, it it really does now granted i have zero acting experience (laughs) whatsoever but i've always like prided myself on like just my ability to kind of go with the flow and like although not being improv trained by any means like i enjoy the challenge of actually like having to improv and like base myself off of other people's reactions and pretty much like that's been my entire streaming career Mm -hmm. is just putting on a mask, essentially, and just, like, becoming, you know, a character. Now, granted, it is still me. It's mm. just me turned all the way up. Yeah. With, like, some, you know, added flair bits here and there. But, I mean, again, it's all one of those things where, at the end of the day, it's all still a performance. Yeah. So, it's just all just, you know, whatever you... You know, feel like you can bring to the table, but also it's just reacting and not all reactions are correct in your eyes. But in the moment, like those, like we will make mistakes. Reactions aren't going to always be what you want it to be. Mm. But as you like grow both as a performer and just like grow, in you know, improv situations in general, you learn how to like, you know, ebb and flow through certain situations.
0: Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And I don't know, it's like, it's, it's tough because you want to, like, it's tough. The hardest thing is letting yourself go, letting yourself be able to just like be a bit insane, you know, because we have that embarrassment blockage that stops us from, you know, fully nerding out. And it's one of those things where you kind of, have to force yourself over that hurdle and it's something Mm -hmm. I struggle with all the time of like just being like you said dialing it up to 11 Um, because it's so much easier for you to scale something down if you feel like you're going crazy than it is for you to scale it back up again you know so try and (laughs) start your character out at like 110 percent and then have those pullback moments where you flesh out your character and who they are and and all that kind of stuff and I'm saying this is someone who doesn't find this easy to do and like something I wish I could be better at but I really want to like be one of those people that can sit around a DD table you know and and be like a complete insane character and um and have like a really good in-depth storyline and and connection with everyone around the table and build the story together um and and the only way you can really do that is if you trust yourself and your character Mm. so
1: yeah I mean, at the end of the day, like nobody is going to know your character better than you. Hmm. So it's just, you know, choosing like when and where to do or like what to put forward. But I do agree. Like it is so much easier to scale back than it is to like put your foot on the gas again. Mm -hmm. Especially, well, it's also one of those things too, to where it's always the hardest, like put your foot on the gas in the first place. Because anytime we've taken, like, breaks from the podcast or I've taken breaks from streaming or hell, even whenever, like, I was back in my singing days before any of this shit existed, it's always, like, that first time you do something or Mm -hmm. do something again. It's just, it's that moment, that fear of what if. Yeah, but then like once you do it, it's like okay, like I can do this. So let's like put everything to the floor. But it's like you said, the second you back off, it's hard to get started again. Yeah. So sometimes you just gotta you just gotta take the leap. Yep. And just do it.
0: Yeah. And if you haven't tried D and D yet, and it's something that you're interested in trying, there's so many websites out there that have links to cafes that do like training days and like i don't know like if you're living in a big city you'll find one easy enough a gaming cafe um even decently in like decent sized cities out here in the country they have them so um you should definitely do a quick google if you want to find people irl if you want to find people online there are so many groups so i highly recommend checking out D if it's something that's been on your radar and you haven't gone to it yet you can really make some lifelong friends um with this mm-hmm. game
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, if anything, like, take the story that I told a little bit ago. Like, these are people that either got a drug along or B had never played before. And just that, you know, camaraderie that builds with like trying to take down like one single task. Like, just again, like, that's a feeling that I know I personally won't forget. I haven't gotten to actually speak with these individuals about these things, Mm -hmm. but I look forward to actually having. The opportunity to have those discussions with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I'll be seeing them all at church tomorrow <laughs> to actually have those discussions. Yeah. With them, just to see, because I do want to pick their brain now that they've had time to settle on it and think back about everything and just pick their brain. Because again, like I, I really enjoyed that. And so I, I, I want to figure out if they enjoyed it too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. See if you can make it a, a regular thing. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah. Which, That'll be that'll be three campaigns that I'll be doing at that particular point. <laughs> wow! Which I'm actually playing in one of them. We found a DM
0: ah.
1: for one of them, so I'm actually going to be full full on uh, method acting. Nice for that one. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be playing a. Uh, I'm either going to go wizard or cleric, depending on uh how it goes because if we don't have a healer then i'll be the healer but if not i still want to go like down the spell route because i've always played paladins like i've always been the tank yeah and so i kind of want to play that you know character that's incredibly vulnerable at least as far as like taking hits goes Mm. because wizards at level one have like seven health you could breathe on me wrong just (laughs)
0: Just (laughs) dead yeah
1: yeah, just just so dead. So, I'm looking forward to like trying to just get a handle on that and also like trying to fully figure out how I want to play my character because I've thought about going one of two ways with it. Either one just like incredibly reserved and like held back and like slowly letting my character open up over time or as we talked about earlier like turning it all the way up to 11 and being this cocky, overzealous piece of shit. <laughs>
0: out of the crew. But uh, both of those characters are so good, though, because, like, the cocky character then gets the tender moment where they reveal, like, I don't know, why they're so arrogant, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that they, like, I don't know, maybe they they had a, a friend who, like, when they were children, were really close with, but everyone put all of their faith into the friend, and then they ended up feeling really insecure, and so they started, like, trying to, like, make up for it with their attitude and then everyone didn't want to be friends with them anymore and they lost their friend or whatever and now they're just like, I don't really know what to do and I don't need friends anyway and blah and then you end up with like this kind of gruff, cocky person. And, like, or you could go with, like, I feel like the anime route in this circumstance would be somebody who's really attractive, like, a guy who's really attractive, and that everyone's really shallow in regards to them. Like, it's kind of, that's mm-hmm. kind of similar to Yamada today. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, like, the fact that, like, all of the girls want to be his girlfriend, but, like, they don't actually know anything about him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, but he's, like, the opposite of cocky. hmm he's completely clueless
1: But yeah it's like i'm kind of torn on it because walker and i are also like trying to work on like characters together for that because we kind of like we wanted our characters to know each other in some capacity yeah and walker had brought forth like potentially being like brothers or lifelong best friends but then i poised the idea of depending upon like how i want to play my character if i wanted him to be my son and, like, whenever I found out that my wife was pregnant, like, I left.
0: Oh, because no. I had,
1: like, n- I had, like, no way of, like, I didn't feel like I was ready. And considering, like, I had my powers at that particular point, but also being level one, like, not being right. like, sure of my powers, like, I'd be like, I'm too much of a danger. Yeah. For this situation to, like, want to try to put them in harm's way.
0: Right. But the kid feels like you've abandoned him, but you kind of have, but f- out of your protection, but also fear. And yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, like, either that or, like, even, like, there was an accident where, like, I, I somehow magically managed to cast Fireball. And, like, my wife got killed, like, in the process. <sighs> And so, like just like figuring out a way—it's giving do that. me like, frozen. What sort of
0: that just reminded me of the plot of Frozen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I drew this inspiration from. That, that very well could be a possibility, like somewhere in the dark <laughs> recesses of my mind. You
0: just want to build a snowman.
1: I, I do want to build yeah. a snowman. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't do that in the south, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to make a trip up north yeah. at some point if I want to build a snowman. I was gonna say you
0: probably won't have much luck out here either. It's too dry. We get dry snow. It doesn't stick to itself.
1: I'll be fine. <laughs> be fine. I can bring some glue. It'll be fine. <laughs>
0: All you get up here right now is smoke. Oh, uh, yeah. Fires. <laughs> yeah. Biggest wildfire, I think, in in forever. It's like 100,000 acres, 150,000 acres or something, hectares, acres. I don't know.
1: A lot. I was going to say, but hasn't that, like, unfortunately been, like, a common theme over the past, like, few years? Yeah.
0: So we have had... I think in the past ten years we've had the most expensive Canadian wildfire. Um, I think that was Fort Mac here in Alberta, where it like burned down a whole city. But then we also have Kelowna in BC right now that's under fire, and they just ev- I think they have ev- evacuated a good portion. But the biggest one is in Yellowknife. Um, where mm-hmm. it's, like, there's not many people that live up there, so it's not a lot of, like, housing damage, or they evacuated the city. And then it was, like, they, I don't think the fire actually got to the city, so everyone was fine. But there's only one road out, and they had to, like, helicopter a bunch of people out because it's so isolated. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's tundra. Um, And so... Like they managed to get everyone out. They pre like evacuated them way early, so everyone was fine. And they managed to get the horses out as well. That was a big story. It was like they didn't know what they were going to do with the horses, but then some people from Alberta drove up there and got the horses and drove back out. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the big thing is that that's like the it's like a huge ecological issue. Like it's like a, I I'm going to figure out how 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 big is that? You can't that's awful. Having only one thumb is hard. Okay, how big is Yellow Fire? Um, the Northwest Territories... Uh, uh, yeah, so 97,000 hectares, and I think there's about three acres in a hectare. hectare. hectare Oh, I don't know. Like, big, big. Big, big, big. That's a lot. Big, big, big. That's a lot. So, that's the biggest issue, is just that it's like gonna wipe out all of the environment in that area Mm -hmm. so yeah
1: yeah that's that's not good
0: yeah and yeah so my hair is bugging me why do we have hair get rid of it
1: i mean i just cut mine today even my beard my beard is now shorter than it was whenever we started video ow easy does it (sighs) Struggling with the headphones (laughs) ah but it's the cat ears you're magical it's fine
0: yeah yeah but they're heavy and bulky and they're hard to put on.
1: <laughs> I still need new headphones. Mine are, <laughs> mine are slowly dying. More oh no. And more. <laughs> oh no. We'll be sitting here talking and then like, I'll just hear ringing in one of the, uh, d- 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 things. Sides. <laughs> I can't do fucking one. Oh, it started again. Oh but yeah. I I hear it and I'm like, um, okay, I'll get a new one soon. I promise. Maybe. <laughs>
0: We at some will, point uh, we,
1: we'll see yeah yeah it'll be fine i, I got this
0: <laughs> uh, oh. um but yeah speaking of paladins and good-looking people
1: <gasps> my love story with Yamada kun <laughs> 11
0: 999 <laughs> uh anime titles are getting longer and longer and longer i swear
1: they, they they really are we haven't we haven't done anything like incredibly ridiculous yet but we're we're getting there slowly but surely Yeah. Uh, Um, So, my love story with Yamada-kun at level 999, or other English title of Loving Yamada at level 999, was initially a manga written by Mashiro. It began publication on March 7th of 2019 and is running to present for a total of seven volumes. However, if you want to read it in English you're stuck until january of 2024 that's whenever the first volume will be releasing in english officially
0: officially so if
1: you're like me and yeah yeah you can you can read it elsewhere we don't we don't condone it but (laughs) oh i love the video feature and the fact that we could just make subtle shit like that like
0: (laughs) yeah we don't condone that at all absolutely do not read or watch Things for free,
1: yeah. Don't... Definitely, definitely does.
0: I I absolutely do not do that.
1: <laughs> absolutely not. No. 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 <laughs> but yeah. So you can. uh Which I really want to collect the manga for this because I don't want to wait because I really fucking enjoyed this. Spoiler.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really it's it's good.
1: It it, it it was very good. But anyway, we'll we'll get to that shortly. <laughs> but yeah. So um. The anime was directed by Morio Asuka? Asuka, something like that. I don't know. I can pronounce things. Um, Had its original run from April 2nd of 2023 through June 25th of 2023 for a total of 13 episodes. Now, for those who are wondering why I left out the studio, it's because it's the studio that has a tendency to leave out second seasons. uh uh-huh, Madhouse.
0: Yeah. Um, Which is the
1: reason Blue will never be getting her second season of that one rugby anime that we watched.
0: Yeah, that I...
1: That I can't remember.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one.
0: <laughs> Had to go through the files then for a
1: second. Because <laughs> I was sitting here looking at all the stuff that they've done, and I was like, hmm, I don't see it, so Yeah, I'm just going to put it on Blue and hopefully <laughs> she can figure it out.
0: Yeah, it was oh. all out. <laughs>
1: Funnily enough, they did do um, My <clears throat> Love Story, which is initially what first comes up whenever you try to search for this anime.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you just look up Yamada, it comes up way faster. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can watch this on Crunchyroll, and it is rated APG13, which is an accurate rating. It has... Its main characters are high school, college age, like um, 18 to 20. So um, it it's fits within that range, but it's also appropriate for a slightly younger audience. I think BG-13 fits it quite well. Um, yeah. The basic premise is that uh, Akane, who is I'm gonna say our main character over Yamada. Yamada is the love interest of the main character more so. It follows yeah, it's Akane. Kind of like
1: co-main characters, yeah. but it's definitely pretty much all from uh, Akane's uh, point of view.
0: Yeah. She has recently um, been broken up with and she had um, started playing this um, RPG to kind of get to know this boy that she likes and she was with the boyfriend and so they were playing games together and she got really into this RPG. So anyway, she ends up making friends in this guild and it's kind of about them meeting up IRL, forming relationships with each other, like, friendships and relationships and everything. And then um, her and Yamada, who is, like, this... He's a a pro gamer, but he plays um, FPS uh, shooters for, like... That's what he does professionally. And then... um, What's the name of the game?
1: Uh, Forest of Spirits? Oh, yeah, FOS.
0: And so then he plays FOS as kind of, like, his... like relaxing game <laughs> but he's yeah. like maxed at his level and is like best of the best in that game as well so she's like bugging him for advice and stuff um but he's like top of the game so it's a, a kind of that's how it all starts and then it's just relationship progression over the rest of the anime um it's a it's a, a rom-com um very nerdy actually has some interesting kind of um lessons that are like hidden within the anime that I think are really like good lessons to have it's there's some it's a fairly shallow anime in the sense that like it doesn't cover like incredibly heavy crazy topics but it does have some like depth to it and I enjoyed it a lot for that
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: Mm -hmm. um yeah
1: yeah, so we got maths, or are we just holding off on maths?
0: Um, I was gonna do maths, but writing is really hard right now. So there is no maths because I Perfect. I can't. All right, <laughs> I'm not a calculator kind of gal. I like I mean for basic stuff, but like when I'm trying to do the, I need to write it out as well. You know, so
1: mm, calculator. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just in the habit of writing it out, and then when I can I find it. I have to visualize it. I don't know. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't
0: know. I don't know. I have to I see it. I don't know either. I have to see it. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm oh, my sad. God. I have to like. Uh,
1: what the hell?
0: What the hell?
1: Been- Why are we going to have our, like, doll back here episode? Like, what the hell?
0: <laughs> we need to. Um, I blame teachers because teachers always made you write things out. And then when you're at the point where you just need to use technology, you're in the habit of writing things out. Just
1: use technology. You see, for me, it just kind of depends on, like, for one, Like if I can write it out, I'll write it out until it comes to division, because then writing out division is stupid.
0: I never learned how to do long division, um, so I divide strangely, but it works. So
1: see, I know how to do long division. It's just I hate it. That was the the
0: that was the one thing that was skipped in my education, because when I emigrated, I was ten, right? So Uh I went into first year of middle school here because I skipped a grade, so I was a year younger than everybody else. Um, because English curriculum is harder. But we had gotten to the point of like studying how to do long division there because we had spent some time in geometry and algebra and stuff. And so we'd kind of skipped over long division, strangely. I don't know how the English curriculum works, but it was like, I don't know. It was weird. So I'd never done it in England. And then it was like last year of elementary here. So it was in the year that I skipped. So then I ended up not doing it here either. And so then <laughs> I, it was like on my we had in grade six and grade nine there's like a government exam I think they're called like PATs or something where it's like they they're doing it as an assessment um provincial assessment test I guess PAT there you go um <laughs> and uh and so it was on my P- grade six PAT but I failed that section because I didn't know how to do it I was like and nobody taught me in grade six because we were supposed to have already learned it in grade five so still don't know never learned. We,
1: um, we learned that in third grade. Really? Yeah, learned cursive and <laughs> learned multiplication and division.
0: I knew, like, division. Oh, like, go. I did, like, because we did, like, multiplication tables and stuff, and then you would just do division by the that kind of thing. And I knew shorthand division. I just never learned how to do the long thing where you will write yeah, it out.
1: Yeah, where you put the number and then the bracket thingy and, the, yeah. there and then it's in there. No, I don't know like how, to how to do... To, like, break it down step by step. Yeah, I don't know how
0: to bring it down because in the UK what I was taught... Was they called it short division, um, so uh, an abbreviated version of long division, where you just do it up here, and then you write the little three, and you carry it across. Very similar to how you do multiplication, where you or subtraction, where you carry it across. So I learned how to do that, but I didn't. I never knew how to bring it down, and like I didn't know what the steps were, so I couldn't do like decimal places or like really complicated ones because you need the visuals for that. So yeah. I would get to a certain point, and then I would get stuck. Ah, I see. Yeah. And then by that point we were using calculators in class, so I didn't give a shit.
1: <sighs> and yet our teachers were like, ah, you won't always have a calculator with you, and yet now we have these fucking things with us everywhere we go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Me sitting here with my dress up darling background if that'll focus. Focus.
0: I have trees.
1: Oh, that was me. <laughs> Come on, focus. Oh, I have a moon. Oh. That's our moon. current moon. Yeah. Every time I just hear moon, now all I think of is a silent voice with just,
0: moon? Moon? Okay.
1: It's like, I love you. Moon? <laughs> no!
0: <laughs> My brother saw the Aurora Borealis oh. yesterday. He took a picture oh, of it. It was really cool. Fancy. Yeah.
1: Look at your brother go.
0: Look at him go. Walking home Look at 1am from the liquor store and seeing the Aurora Borealis. He works there, by the way. He doesn't live there.
1: I, I was more concerned of, I was like, walking home yeah. from the liquor store at 1am, but then I was like, wait, it's not winter yet. No. <laughs> I got real concerned no. for a minute because I remember that you're back in Alberta. I was like, wait, no, it, it, it's just September. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I mean,
0: it snowed this day, September 2nd, two years ago, but it's 30 degrees today. So hot.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hmm, I am the this is not freedom units. 30 degrees for me is very very cold. <laughs>
0: no, hot. Uh What, what is 80?
1: that? 80 like 5 80-ish somewhere around 76. There? I don't know. Hey Siri, what's 30 degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? 30 degrees
0: Celsius is
1: 86 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. Holy shit, that's hot. Yeah. 86. For Canada? Sweet. Hot. Uh, yeah, very very warm. About as hot as you get What's the temperature here today? Because now I am curious. Because I barely went outside. Although it's, I could not be bothered.
0: It's 7pm now, so it's only 22. But it was. Oh,
1: it was 86 was the high today. Oh, so, twinsies! Um, yeah, twinsies! <laughs> Look at that! All right, And that was our so,
0: section yeah. on the weather.
1: <laughs> and now, over to Blue with traffic. Uh,
0: first of all, we'll need to put the chicken cones on our head so that we can talk about spoilers then i will tell you (laughs) uh then we will go through our episode breakdown uh where we go through a general gist of what's going to be happening throughout the main portions of the anime where we talk about the staple moments that caught our eye after that (gasps) we'll go through the (laughs) We'll go through the pros and cons of the anime, talking about the animation, sound design, uh, OP and ED, and finish up with our overall thoughts and opinions. Over to Brad. We've already been talking about dicks with the first segment.
1: <laughs> so, for the first episode, um, she got dumped! <laughs> <laughs> you
0: get cheated on, you get dumped. <laughs>
1: Oh just the overall just the overall visualization of the of the chick that she got cheated on with like in her brain. <laughs> oh, just the over dramatized bits of it. I was like why? Why is this a thing?
0: It's <laughs> It's uh, it's like you I Don't feel like he got enough... This is skipping ahead. I don't feel like he got enough comeuppance. I want him... He cheated! I want him to be sad and miserable. Like, why is he still happy? I mean... (laughs)
1: <laughs> as somebody who has been cheated on multiple times these motherfuckers deserve so much punishment i was gonna
0: say like like i'm skipping ahead we already have to put a chicken out on so i'm assuming that you've watched the whole season but like yamada having that moment where he brings back the bento boxes and he's like i just wanted to check on her and everything and he's clearly doing it to soothe his own anxiety of like did i fuck with her real bad and like i've fucked up this person for life or whatever because cheating is one of those things where it really destroys your trust for a long period of time like like it's not something that like I think there's this social uh, expectation that if you get cheated on you just move on to the next person it doesn't really last with you but it really is one of those things that will impact relationship after relationship that you have because you just once you have that distrust in someone that you really cared about you can't build that back up again very easily. It takes a lot of hard work. And even still, you're never going to be completely that level of naive almost again because your body has now gone into protection mode, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you're doing everything you can to preserve yourself over your relationship. You know, it becomes a point where it's like you have to put yourself first. And, And so this show was actually pretty good about showing... Not just how the cheating was what impacted her the most, more than how much she liked her boyfriend. I feel like she got over her boyfriend pretty quickly. It was the lasting impact of him cheating on her that was still affecting her, like, Mm long-term. But also, it shows, like, her friends being frustrated with her still going on about it. Like come on, just, like, find somebody new, get over it. And then when she does find somebody new, being like, what was wrong with me to make them do that? Like, how can I fix myself? Like, all of those questions are so normal and I really appreciated them being shown here, but I, the selfish part of me just wants him to have been miserable (laughs) at the end of it. Like, I just want, like, Cause Yamada dealt with that situation very maturely and just like kind of subtly told him off and then he was like, Yeah, I'm being selfish on I and then walked away and she didn't have to deal with him, which is great. She didn't have to deal with him. But can we just like see him after the fact? Like it can we the last scene of the anime be him and his girlfriend sitting up at a cafe, sitting at a cafe together where she's now telling him, Hey, I've fallen in love with somebody else in a video game. Like, <laughs> can we have a full circle?
1: We we went to two very different <laughs> places with that. You went there, and I was like, I want that motherfucker to get rid of her by a truck I queen. mean, I, Just like, y- <laughs> I,
0: I thought that, and then I was like, that's too far, and had to, like... Because I say, can we get him hit by a bus Regina George style? And then had to, like, turn that off in my brain, because I was going to say that, so...
1: No, no, you see, I, I was there, because I'm like, it's anime, like, truck coon is real, it's a thing.
0: No, because then he'll get isekai, and we don't want that.
1: <laughs> oh, that's true, that's true. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... It's one of those things to where I, like, I relate to that on such an emotional level in that, like, thanks to, like, prior relationships, like, I've talked about it here, so not going to sit here and go into, like, full detail, but having two relationships, both, like, over three and a half years apiece, then getting cheated on in both of them, like, that, like, that still bothers me a lot to where it's like, what? Like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And even even with the last one as well, with like how all of that ended as well, like it still leaves me with the lasting questions of just like, what did I do wrong in those scenarios? Yeah. And it's like, and this isn't like a conversation that I can just have with people. Like I, I commend Akane for like having the wherewithal to actually ask like, her best friend of like you know what's wrong with me like what did i do wrong to where i can fix that before i go into another relationship because i like i can't do that like just me being me Mm. like i know that there are people that i could go to but i also i have a wherewithal enough to like know the answer to that question and it's not like even with that foresight, like I know like what they would say is correct because I can 100% guarantee the answer is just going to be like, you didn't do anything wrong. That was their decision. And like, they're the ones that fucked up and it's like, I realize that, but also like that still doesn't help. Like what I feel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because logic and our actual thoughts and feelings are two very different things. So you can be very logically like understanding of your circumstance but still Mm. emotionally be, like, on a completely different page. And Mm -hmm. I think this show was very good at expressing that for both of our two main characters, um, with Yamada having to, like, kind of come to terms with his own addressing of his circumstances, because he was very, like ostriched, I guess. Like, he <laughs> had his head in the sand. Like, it was even commented by one of the other characters that he, um, Tsubaki, that he wasn't, like, he was kind of actively choosing to not see anybody else around him. Um, But also wasn't aware that he was, well, like, was aware that he was doing it, but wasn't emotionally aware that he was doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just liked that. I liked that it showed the the realities of how cheating impacts um a person.
1: Mm-hmm. And, like, how it just kind of came in stages yeah. To, to where, like, it was to the point to where, like, she never had those questions until she was ready to move on.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, actually move on. Yeah. And it was at that point where she's like, um, like, before I can do this, like, before I can take that next step, like, I need to figure out, like, what I did wrong before I can do that. And, again, like, that was another one of those moments where I was like, fuck me, man.
0: Yeah. Because,
1: again, been there, done that. So I'm
0: like, fuck. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Damn you, show, for making me, like, have... And I do this to myself. Like, this is my favorite genre of anime. (laughs) No, like, I adore rom-coms. But it's also to the point to where it's just like... I don't know. Like maybe it's just my brain, like giving me like subtle reminders of like these are natural feelings and this is okay, and maybe that's why I'm like drawn towards yeah that shit. But it's just like fuck, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's. I think this anime would be very validating to, I mean, to yourself, but also to like those people that are just slightly younger than us, in the same age range as these characters. Um, for as as well for people like Momo, who is Akane's best friend who has all of this pressure on her to get married super young and start a family right away and so she's like putting herself under a lot of physical and emotional stress trying to you know search endlessly for this partner and even putting herself in in precarious situations to meet a standard that she has with the expectation that she has because of her parents generation you know and that's something that I've seen A lot of the times it's something that I've kind of felt myself as well, because like my mom was married at 23, like I'm two years older than she was when she was married. And like (laughs) imagining myself like being married for two years by this point Mm -hmm. is ridiculous, but like it is, it's a, it's a pressure that's there. It's a societal standard. And, and I think that um, everybody feels it. Um, And it was nice to see it kind of represented in media in this way, especially, you know, like, I feel like it happens to women slightly younger than men because they have the thing of your body clock's going to wrap up soon. If you want kids, you got to have them now. But I definitely think it does happen to guys as well. Like they'll get their moms breathing down their neck being like, Hey, I want grandbabies and stuff. So like, it's a, it's a thing for, for everyone. And it's um, not exactly a pleasant feeling.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, and it's because, like, I see it around me, like, with the with the relationships that are around me, like, especially, like, even within my family of, like, people, like, breathing down their necks of, wait, am I gonna have my great-grandchild or mm-hmm. my grandchild or all this and all that? It's just, like, we, like, we can make those decisions, like, on our own.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, we shouldn't be rushed as individuals to, like, jump into those scenarios, like, especially giving... Like the current state of everything. Yeah. Like, I understand why, like, everybody's like putting off like having kids or like, you know, like forcing themselves to get married and everything else. Cause it's, oh, yeah, it's just one of those things where I don't understand the like, need to, like, rush through life and rush through things, because life already goes by so much quicker the older we get, and, like, I, like, I can have, like, a full, like, psychological breakdown of, like, why I think all of that happens, but that is 100% besides the point I'm trying to make here, but it's, you know, don't, like, the pressure is real, and I don't see the point behind the pressure, like, for me, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just, I guess, there's a, yeah. There's a
1: lot of relatability in all of
0: this. There really is, yeah. I think, like, all of the characters have a level of of being very relatable. And I really enjoy how each character's personality traits fit their age range. And you see that incredibly well with Runa.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah.
0: because she is... Like, last year of middle school, um, just about to go into high school. She's kind of that 12, 13, maybe 14 age. Um, And her... She's kind of been coddled by everyone. But uh, she then is very... Like, she's also been very isolated from her schoolmates. So she doesn't really know how to socially interact with anybody else. She doesn't have any friends, um, IRL friends. She is um, kind of an extroverted introvert. She, like, has been around a lot of people that are her brother's age, and so doesn't really even, like, know how to interact with people her own age, but also is still very much her own age, so she's got this level of, like, maturity, but also being incredibly immature, because she hasn't grown with her peers, but has kind of jumped a stage, and so she's missing, like, this foundation underneath, Mm -hmm. um, within her social interaction. And so you see her becoming like really jealous, and then doing um uh like bullying, <laughs> bullying, uh because of it. But like what she's doing is like has real world consequences, but is something that you would see from a middle schooler. But she hasn't quite got the like there's a, there's a a gap there that she's not she hasn't learnt the the safety thing the real world consequences yeah. Um,
1: and she like she kind of started to get that mm -hmm. with the Akane bit yeah she like she needed to have that moment of like oh shit that's a problem yeah now granted she's still like it was one of those like one step forward two step back things yeah but it's still like a step in the right direction yeah so I I really want to see like how her character grows Mm -hmm. through all of this because it's now granted like I think her character is there more for like comedic relief mm-hmm. than anything because her like immature rants are like for the most part funny <laughs> but again like there's still things like that that can be learned from so there's my brain fried <laughs>
0: No yeah I get what you're saying and um and I think a lot of those things that can be learned from her character are how we as you know 20-somethings react two preteens and teenagers um yeah. because that was kind of i feel like the main there was there was two sides to this if you're on the pg-13 side and you are watching this as a 13 year old you probably will learn more from runa's story but as someone our age we're learning more from Akane's response to runa you know um yeah so like uh, and, like, that situation was super sketch, and I wouldn't have handled it the same way <laughs> that Akane would have. Um, the, Because of the... If, just to give some context to everything that we're talking about right now, uh, Runa set Akane up on a date. They were assuming that they were going to go together and go get coffee, and, and they were, like, going to try and get to know each other a little bit. And then Runa doesn't show up, but in her place, she sets up a super fan of her character um, online, and, uh, well, of her brother's older her older brother's character online. And he's a super fan and obsessed, and he ends up following um, Akane into the bathroom believing that she is the character of Runa's older brother, um, Ita. And, uh, It kind of cuts there, and we don't see anything else except like him rattling the lock on the door, and it's very, very sketch. Then it goes to Yamada and Ita um, rushing over to try and help her and save her, and then turns out that it wasn't that big of a deal. Actually, like he was creepy, but he wasn't that creepy. Um, (laughs) But still, (laughs) it was a very tense episode. That was the most like. Actual danger that any of the characters yeah. were in throughout the show—that was the the like the only thing that I could consider really triggering other than cheating to do with the the show in general. And I don't know, it was it was one of those yeah, it was definitely one of those things where Runa had to, uh, she, I don't know, like I just wanted to shake her and be like, oh, you could have gotten her in some serious trouble.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. which I mean, again, Ada could have handled. A lot better, but also we don't truly know like how it was handled mm. either. Yeah, like it it was a lot left up to interpretation. Like we see that Runa definitely learned from that experience. Yeah, but it's like still like no, that's bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's very bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of her as a character. Uh, I guess Yamada. <laughs> we haven't really spoken about <laughs> him much. So yeah, he's a high school senior, the equivalent of third year. About to start his university entrance exams. One thing that I did find interesting with this storyline is that Akane is older by two years. I feel like she's in her second year of university.
1: Maybe. Like I, I got the feeling that she was
0: nineteen. She's, I think it says at one point she's somewhere tw- between 20. like
1: seventeen to eight.
0: I think he's 18, 19, Because if I if I remember that,
1: it doesn't specifically have the ages listed, so that's why I'm like I'm not sure but I definitely feel like it's senior in high school sophomore in college type thing
0: yeah it's like
1: like I feel like there's a 2 year age gap
0: that's that's what I'm feeling as well um which is I I feel like it's 18 and 20 if I it, that's how I would put it in my yeah. head mm-hmm. and I thought that was fine I feel like it's kind of two or three years is kind of the max you can get with the high school thing. Um, (laughs) But uh, she's still a college student. She's still a student. Yamada's living alone, very independent. Um, And, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, that seems very normal.
1: I mean, especially in anime, it's just like, all right, boy main character, he lives alone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it
1: would be much more problematic if he was living with his parents and brings home a drunk college (laughs) chick. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i mean it's been done i guarantee it's been done oh what
1: 100 percent like I, <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt i but. bet
0: probably half of the kids in my high school did that but still
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: yeah it, it like she's not she's in that stage of college where she's not taking her classes seriously so like first or second year
1: I mean, she, she wasn't taking her classes seriously, but she was taking her studying seriously for yeah. the most part.
0: Yeah, but she went or to, she like, at least two classes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> then she was sick for, like, over a week, so she definitely yeah. missed all of those classes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, but I can relate to skipping classes just to play video games.
0: I, I didn't do it just to play video games, but I did definitely do it just because I didn't feel like going in.
1: Uh, I feel like mine was probably a mixture of depression and like hyper fixation on whatever game had just come out
0: yeah but yeah,
1: yeah I'm, I'm definitely blaming depression for a lot of that because as soon as that kicked in i was like fuck school man
0: this was a great excuse sorry i can't come to art class with my wrist heads
1: i mean that that is a phenomenal excuse right? especially considering like you were in chronic pain yeah over that
0: yeah yeah and then they were like oh your canvas isn't big enough make it bigger i <laughs> like it. I have to. It hurts. It hurts. Oh, fuck you. I'm actually sitting next to some of my homework. Oh? Yeah. I've got, like, just like canvases around. The thing is, is I don't like any of them because they're projects, you know? And it's like when, you, when you're when you doing art projects within a thing, yeah. then it's like, I don't...
1: I mean, it really is one of those things to where, like, all of the commission work that I've ever done, like, back whenever I was drawing for other people just for Mm. shits and giggles, like, I don't, like, I hold no emotional attachment to stuff like that. But the stuff that I've done purely, like, for you or for us, like, that's the stuff that I love. Mm. And I take like great pride in but shit that was transactionally done. Or even the stuff I did with my like one art class in high school, like I I have no attachment to that shit. Like I could give two fucks what happened yeah. with any of that. So I I get that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like I had this really big four foot by four foot canvas where we were learning how to paint on a square because it changes the perspective of everything. And like squares are unnatural and you know, art class stuff. And um and so I had this giant painting and they were like, if you don't take it home, we're just going to recycle the canvases and wood and shit. And I just didn't take it home. I was like, there you go. It's gross. <laughs> you can have okay. I'm never going to paint on remember... it again. Like it's huge and ungainly and like, I don't like that painting. So, yeah. and then what am I going to do with a giant canvas in my one bedroom apartment? Like,
1: yeah, like studio no. apartment? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that was... No also remember you telling me about that and, like, how ungodly it was to, like, carry it around and, like, take it to the <sighs> take school the it on, the on it. Like, like that, I was like, I don't envy you at all. No.
0: And it was like, you had to paint on it in class, and then I had a wet painting on the streetcar on my way home, and I'm like, what do you want me to do? I can't... Yeah. Like, yeah. It was also,
1: it, it would be one of those things, too, to where, like, if you were closer to my size and as broad as I am... Yeah. So, therefore, the painting would like, you know, at least like, be similar size to you so it wouldn't be taking up, like, too much extra room. Yeah. But for you, like, that painting was, like, three times as wide (laughs) as you were, so I'm sure like, it just felt, like, so much more unnatural to carry around just because it's so awkward.
0: It was huge, and it was, like, like, late... When was it? It must have been late autumn that we were working on that project last year, so... It was just like this this awkward thing walking around in the rain with giant painting. Like, it was, yeah, not great, not a great situation. Yeah, <laughs> like no, no, don't recommend. No, <laughs> ten out of ten, do
1: not do that. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, I okay, Yamada. <laughs> Somebody in the comment section described him as having ultimate Riz, and I agree.
1: oh i mean but it's so true though like just that man's allure for having to do absolutely nothing
0: yeah yeah he there's a couple moves that he has that are that give you that feeling of like kicking your feet on the bed feeling
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: one of them was when he took the hair clip out of her hair when she was asleep
1: yeah, yeah. And you're I get that. you're
0: just sitting there beforehand and you're just like, take it out, take it out, take it out, take it out. And he does <laughs> and then they have that like hair slow motion moment and it's like, yeah, perfect, great. <laughs> that's that's one of those moments where I don't know if you've seen the channel TikTok where it's like uh what like what girls find attractive in men and it's like moments like that. Like it's like um the girl showing like films and stuff, it'll be like, It wasn't this moment where he had his shirt off and was being hot and sweaty, like everyone was trying to make everyone thinks that girls find attractive it was actually this moment when he was holding a mug with his hands you know like that you know what i mean like it's like i, I haven't seen that particular
1: okay. bit but yeah. i've like seen similar bits like we'll, yeah uh, i can't will... remember
0: the, the genre of what it is but it's it's basically the equivalent of like like what they try and make you find attractive in media versus what you actually find attractive in media is the premise yeah
1: the um but i have seen like the clips of like them like kicking on the bed but it's been like anime yeah. moments like have you seen the trailer for uh the shibuya arc of Jujutsu kaisen
0: not the trailer no yeah
1: there's a bit of like gojo like heavy breathing and like the entire anime fandom just lost their shit yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: over that of like i saw so many tiktoks of just like that heavy breathing clip and then Women just like diving onto their bed and just like kicking. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I, I get that. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Mm, very pretty men, breeds.
0: Ah! Yeah.
1: So <laughs> like, I, I have the bit for that. Hang on. <laughs> there we go.
0: <laughs> so the hair clip moment, then you have the um, slams, like she's leaning on the door. He closes the door and locks it moment.
1: Yeah, that was the first one that stood out in my mind whenever yeah. you were talking about that because the neighbors were outside being loud as shit plus yeah. the dog. So he's like, and then locks it. It was whenever he locked it to where I was like, oh.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, absolutely that moment. And then the last one you actually have quoted is the, <laughs> <laughs> the I'm busted with the cheeky grin.
1: Yeah, that at that bit, whatever it happened in the show, I was just like, oh, like I I like that a lot. Yeah. Like that's probably one of my favorite lines in rom com history. Yeah, like just mad mad props for the writing on that because that was so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those like, the, and there there are other moments as well, but those three were like the standout moments to me while watching the show. Where I was like, okay, that's that's freaking cute. Like that's. Yeah. That's a that's a moment where like if that happened to any girl I know they would lose their shit like that's yeah. like peak romantic moment
1: yeah one hundred percent like I get that
0: um, yeah also second couple to ship Momo and Ita.
1: yeah like I <laughs> I definitely. Get that, which I think like that's an official ship. Whereas Akane and Yamada have actually sailed.
0: Yeah, they're <laughs> like that they're, one's
1: long gone. They're sailed. But yeah, also that meeting between Momo and Ada, like in episode twelve, where she's like, "Hey, I'm looking for a husband. You're attractive." <laughs> that is that is one hundred percent how I saw that go. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So, like
1: they're going to like officially meet. And then she's gonna be like, hey, I'm looking for a husband. Marry me. <laughs> oh, but I get it, like they would be cute together. I like, think they I don't, would be I don't too it could go for that. Yeah. And then Strawberry Man. That man's just such yeah. he's fucking adorable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Until he goes no, into agree. a
1: dungeon and then he got very scary very quickly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just being a character oh. that's like this big as well is so amusing. <laughs> oh. You have to zoom all the way in just to see.
1: Yeah, like that perspective in the anime where it's like it's showing the arrow, but there's literally nothing on screen. And it's like micro level. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I, I enjoy stupid little bits like that.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, and then my third ship is Tsubaki and the friend that was trying to set her up with Yamada.
1: I mean, honestly, like, I I could 100% hope for that. Yeah. Like that would be, that would be good.
0: Like, the kind of, the the kind of ship where it's, like, they separate for college, they go to two different colleges, and then, like, they end up meeting up at a high school reunion a couple of years, like down the road, and then they reminisce over it and they're both laughing about how dumb it was, and then they get together and they're, like... 25 or whatever. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the kind of ship that I have for them. Like, long-term ship as opposed to, like... You
1: you know what that kind of reminds me of? Like, that whole scenario? What? Uh, Do you remember the bit in I Want to Eat Your Pancreas where the main character and the best friend of Sakura, like, end up going to her grave? Mm. And... Like it was in the epilogue where they go to the grave and she she offers him a piece of gum and he's like, "Oh, when did you start taking up gum?" And she just kind of like laughs it off because there's that one character in the film that's like always offering gum to everybody. Like mm. that's what I get from that. Yeah. Yeah. Like those kind of vibes. It's like whoop. <laughs> one of those yeah. moments.
0: Fully. Yeah, I feel like because I feel like Tsubaki needs to find out who she is as a person still. Yeah. She's because it was kind of one of those moments where, when she confesses, confesses when she confesses <laughs> to Yamada about all of the things that she likes about him after Akane has just like built him up again with like these are the things that I like as you as a person because you don't think you're cool but I think you're cool and she hasn't like confessed to him but she's telling him that like the parts of him that she really cares about and respects mm-hmm. and likes. And then Tsubaki comes and she confesses and then tells Yamada all the things that she likes about him. And the difference between them was so well done. Yeah. Because Tsubaki is trying not to be like those other high school girls that were around Yamada who were only seeing him for the surface level attraction that he holds. Mm -hmm. And she's trying to be that friend. She's trying to be so much more than that. She's trying to like him more deeply. But then when she does confess to him... It's still pretty surface level. Yeah. You know, like, she does confess a little bit more on the personality base, but a lot of the things that she says that she likes about him are visual things. Like, when his eyelashes flutter, when he's confused, or the way he looks out of the classroom window, like, they're not how good he is at gaming, even. Like, that's a skill that he has rather than who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they did that so, so well to draw that distinction between the way that Akane likes him and the way that Tsubaki likes him.
1: Yeah. Also, I thought that Confession was going to go like a completely different direction after it mm-hmm. started. Because at first, she had the whole bit of, like, you know, I like you, and I've liked you for a long time. And then you see Yamada start to react to it a little bit, and then she goes to the... Like, I've always admired like how you play video games, and it's like... It, it took, like, a complete curveball, and even... Yeah. Yamada's reaction was like, wait, where is this going?
0: I know, <laughs> yeah, it made me think like, has she misinterpreted what this is, and she's actually just going to tell him that she really likes him as a gamer. Like yeah, I was like, I was like, is this a comedic bit? Like it. It took me a while, but I think the reason why they did that was to show how surface level her yeah. like for him was.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know.
0: And I think showing Yamada's confusion in that moment was also a very good choice because it shows that he's also realizing it. Like he took her feelings seriously, but then he's l- hearing this confession. and He's like you don't like me as much as you think you like me, mm-hmm. you know?
1: And also like, it took that for like him to like fully like realize his feelings for Akane as well. Yeah. Cause like, she's saying all of this, but this isn't like what I'm hearing. Like, isn't what I want. It's what I heard earlier.
0: Yeah. And what so I'm like, hearing doesn't reflect my own feelings. Like what I'm hearing feels like shallow compared to what I feel for somebody else. Yeah. So like, I don't, like I respect you having these feelings, but also like they're not they're not that deep.
1: Yeah. Also that drawing on the hand bit was fucking
0: adorable. It was so cute. Yeah.
1: Oh, I like that a lot. Oh
0: Yeah. Which is kind of why I'm okay with shipping Tsubaki with the friend. Yeah. Uh because like they're they're like she doesn't I really I think she like she has a high school crush on him, but she doesn't yeah. she doesn't she's not in love with him. Yeah. Puppy love.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where she will grow out of it and she'll find the person that she's meant to be with. But I, it was, for her, like a really good character growth moment. Because even yeah. though we didn't know her for very long, mm-hmm. like her actually being able to take those steps to like, you know, get out of her comfort zone to that extreme,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like that, like that's a huge amount of growth for an individual that's not used to doing Things like that, especially with just like how like shut off and reserved she was with everyone else. So I think there's definitely a lot of room for her to grow whenever it comes to that type of things and being able to move forward past that.
0: Yeah, fully, fully. Yeah, I just I really want the boyfriend to just I if we get a second season, I want the ex to like be hit by us. That would be great.
1: Truck coon, bus coon, tractor coon. Yeah, I mean, it happened to Kazuma, although he did <laughs> die pissing himself, and not from the tractor. But I mean, a, hey, it, it, it's whatever.
0: Yeah, I just I want to see him fully understand what he did because I don't yeah. think he, even with that moment where he had to like confront Yamada or whatever, like he still doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, and like he he was honest with her, and he broke up with her, but. He still cheated.
1: Yeah. But it at the same time though, like it is very much like still a realistic approach to like what happens in life. Yeah. Because life isn't fair.
0: I know, but I don't it's... want realism. This is anime. <laughs> Get him hit by a bus.
1: I I'm not disagreeing. But... At the same time, like it is still rom com. So if we did get that little side pad of like him getting slammed by a truck, like no, that would but have been you, funny.
0: You know what I was hoping for before they mm. showed up at the um, convention, so they knew, like we knew that she was real. I was really hoping for them to string it out that this was like a, he still hadn't met her in person, online situation, falling in love with the girl, and then meets the character in person. It's just some old hairy dude. Like that was. <laughs> That was the hope oh. that I had.
1: Oh god, what if it had been Ada? <laughs> it's like dude falls in love with Rudy Hime and then it's just Ada.
0: Yeah, just yeah. That would be great.
1: Oh, it, oh,
0: but yeah, I don't know, he just didn't get the he was still like taking advantage of her kindness. But this is another aspect of the show that I wanted to talk about actually. Is that Akane, when we first introduced her, and who she is as a girlfriend, we find out that she is the kind of person who picks things up to suit somebody else. Like, she puts on her, like, best appearance all the time. So she's making bento boxes and playing games that she doesn't actually like because she wants to impress the person that she's with. She's doing everything that she that they want to do, moving her schedule around, that kind of thing. And then with Yamada she's showing him how she drools when she sleeps and kicks him in the face when she's got a foot cramp. And like, she's showing him this like ordinary version of herself, which is obviously imperfect because she's a human. And that is when she finds the deep emotional connection that she has with a person. And she's done that off of true common interests and slowly building relationship. But also not like the way Tsubaki did it where she had the common interests but then kept her feelings so hidden that there was not even an ounce of Yamada even suspecting that there were feelings there. Yeah. But with Akane, she like was playfully flirting. It was kind of established that there were some possible feelings there. Enough for Yamada to be clued in on to where I think he felt comfortable enough with his uh, I'm busted heart moment. Yeah. Because, like, it was pretty clear that she liked him, and he, I don't think, was blind to that. But also, like, she was very authentic in who she was as a person, and I appreciated that aspect of the show as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm
0: -hmm. Not that that means that she deserved to get cheated on, but it shows that it's going to be a more stable kind of relationship.
1: Yeah, which also, it's one of those things, too, to where I 100% get that. Because in prior relationships, like I was that person, mm. like I would bend over backwards to accommodate like who I was for my partner. And now granted, like you, like there's always going to be give and take in relationships. that don't take it that way. But I was like, it was never literally never what I want. Like it was always what they wanted and would like bend to that whim. And that's not like how it should be. It is the person that you can like be yourself with and like want to. Like do common things together with that individual, which is what you would strive for in a relationship. So that was one of those things to where it was like, ah, oh, I've been there, and like I've like I've at least grown enough as an individual to know that I would never like go back to that. And that is like kind of one of my common understandings, like going into relationships, is like, hey, I've been there, I've done that. That's not who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. So, but it is like. Actually, seeing that it's like I get that I've been there. I like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I feel like it's a very natural human instinct to have is to want to put your best foot forward, and and you always want to be the best version of yourself. But sometimes that creates a standard that you can't possibly hold yourself to for a long term period.
1: Especially if like you're doing that to create that happiness, like for that individual, but you're mm-hmm. not like fulfilling that happiness in yourself. Yeah. If that makes sense, because we, like, we've had this conversation with people before, because there are currently, like, people still in our lives that are, you know, doing, like, that particular thing of they are, like, trying to, like, you know, put so much into their partner that they are forgetting to think about themselves. And it's like, that's not healthy because you can't like derive your happiness like from others fully like you need to be able to like either a make yourself happy or like still be able to do things to make yourself happy Mm -hmm. because if that person like ever like falls out like that's not a healthy place to be in like for yourself yeah so there always needs to be those moments of it's like okay like you know I will concede but still there are times whenever they also concede or at least like meet in the middle yeah somewhere like it never has to be you know uh, we're doing this or we're doing that it's like hey what can we like what can we both do if it has to come to that instead of it just being you know I want to do this you want to do that type thing
0: yeah a hundred percent it's uh I don't know. It's like, you've got to find the balance between trying to work on yourself and improving yourself and just putting on a facade.
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and yeah, it's a, so that's what I was saying when I meant that this show had a lot of surface level stuff, because a lot of it is just like rom-com stuff. But there are some actual really solid themes throughout the show that are just like everyday real-life struggles that I think everyone comes across at one point or another, and they address them in a very human kind of way, mm-hmm. and I found the show particularly relatable because of that. Some rom-coms that we come across are too idealized, or, like, they're very like much a story. Yeah,
1: yeah, like, incredibly superficial, Yeah, in a way, because it's not, like, how things would truly play out, or it's not, like, real human... Emotion in a way with like how things like that would happen.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, and there's nothing wrong with those. Like sometimes you just want to switch your brain off and watch something that's dumb and and it's just like just for entertainment's sake. But I think there is something to be said for something that is incredibly entertaining, but also relatable. And I found that with this show,
1: one hundred percent. Like this is definitely one of those almost like kind of once in a like year, like once in a generation rom com type things, Mm -hmm. and that. Like, it is incredibly entertaining. And yet, at the same time, like, there's still, like, good core values Mm -hmm. that can be pulled from it. So, it's incredibly commendable for them to actually write that into a story and for it to be you know perceived well but at the same time like still create you know true moments that you know in most rom-coms like it would probably make you cringe over stuff like that but it was handled like so humanely and so true to form mm-hmm. that it just all like everything just made so much sense
0: 100 percent. yeah no i completely agree um So animation style. I thought in general animation was really good and pretty consistent across the board. My one complaint is the motion of walking. I found stilted and awkward and I think what it is is that it they the characters didn't have the natural swing of a human so the legs felt very like they just moved straight forward. There was no like swing to the legs. Like legs don't walk like straight (laughs) you don't walk like that there's like a a overlap not necessarily like runway model where they're like crossing their legs in front of each other but there is like a swing of the hip that happens yeah and uh, it felt stilted because they hadn't quite figured that out yet and i get that there is like it's a it's a drawing but i've seen animations done where they've mastered that a little bit better so it would be my critique was just that i was watching that and that felt awkward well
1: for me it's one of those things to where i've seen a lot of stuff that madhouse has done mm-hmm. and i know that they like to rely on 3d model backgrounds that they draw over in a 2d style mm-hmm. but you see a little bit of it in this with the way that the camera pans on some shots to where like you can 100 percent tell it was done in a 3d environment yeah that they did that way so they could, you know, try to like, give a little bit more depth to the scenes. But I feel like it's because of that environment, it would probably hinder like how the characters themselves that are done in 2D mm-hmm. would go through those motions because it would definitely like stunt how some things are done. yeah it could be incredibly asinine on my part because again i am not an animator i don't know these things it's just things that i've picked up from watching and seeing like how madhouse does a lot of their stuff yeah and it took things like overlord for me to realize that because if you're gonna do like some things in 3d and some things in 2d like kind of fully commit to the bit
0: yeah i think that's definitely part of it and i and that makes a lot of sense because it was less noticeable in male characters, and I think what made it so noticeable in female characters, specifically in Akané, was the fact that she is most frequently shown wearing heels. Mm-hmm. And when you wear heels, that swing becomes more obvious because your heel toe motion is way stronger. Obviously, your heel is bigger. You know, I think even guys that wear boots understand that, like. You know, when you put on a pair of boots with a chunkier heel, like your heel toe becomes more of a heel toe as opposed to a fluid motion. You know, yeah. So with heels, that's even more um, of a focal point. And because walking and the way people were walking, like for instance, in the aspect in the the scene where they're in the pub, well, after they first meet, I think it's probably in the first episode where she's walking to the washroom, but she would just fallen over, so she had a cut on her leg and she limps. Um, at a moment like that's a you're drawn to the way that she's walking because of the fact that she limped. So you're you're supposed to be watching that. It's not like a, a side scene where it's just a clip of her walking. It's like a moment in the yeah. show. Her walking looks awkward, and it looks awkward because she's wearing heels and not just be- like she limps. Is she walking because she's wearing heels? But her legs are going like this as opposed to like this. And uh, <laughs> for the people that aren't watching visually, that doesn't make any sense. Her legs are going. <laughs> Um, Like, each foot is, if you stand straight up with your legs shoulder-width apart, her legs are staying in that parallel instead of moving one foot in front of the other, you know? And so it's especially awkward in moments like that. I think it probably does have something to do with the 3D um, background, but I also think that it could have been a more simple fix if they had just drawn... One of her legs slightly disappearing, you know? Like, if they had just scooted them in and had one of her legs, whenever it was like the front leg, disappearing a little bit, I think would have helped. That was kind of the only thing that I really picked up with the animation style. Every now and again, I would notice really small things like hair length changing, specifically with Runa and Akane. The fact that Runa has like really long hair and then sometimes the hair length would be the same. But it's minor stuff and that happens with all animes. Uh, But like, yeah, for the most part, that was kind of it. Hmm.
1: I didn't really have any issues with animation. Again, Mm -hmm. like I noticed those 3D scene bits. But outside of that, like nothing just too overall, like nothing just really stood out. Um, Sound design. Mm-hmm. nothing really stood out again like yeah. it was like there were some moments to where I was like oh that's really good like in uh episode 12 maybe whenever mm-hmm. Akane was like trying to or whenever they were on the park bench and she was telling Ada and Momo that she like actually really liked Yamada whenever they like did the piano version of the OP I was like "Ooh, I like that but outside of that like nothing was just substantial The OP was good. The ED was decent.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. OP was good. um, ED was, like, fine. Uh, There are a lot of ending credit scenes, so if you watch this and you didn't watch the um, scenes after the end credits, go back and watch those. A lot of them are pretty cute. Some of them actually have connections to the main plotline, so make sure you watch those. Oh, one more thing about the animation. (laughs) Specifically, when Runa was crying at one point, she made, like, a big, like, wide lip motion and then she was, like, gonna, like, wail, like, open her mouth and cry really loud. But they drawn her wearing lipstick or, like, a gloss or something. Um, and so she has, like, the slight, like, not an outline, but, like, the colour differentiation of a lip, whereas normally in anime characters they don't have a colour differentiation, it's just, like, a black line. So she has yeah. a black line and then she has this, like, pink uh, for her lip. Uh, but then she's crying and so she makes the wide mouth and normally the traditional animation style that i've seen at least when they do that when they change the mouth shape for someone who is wearing lipstick the lipstick will disappear they chose not to make it disappear in this case and the lip looked really weird for a second it just (laughs) looked funny and i don't know if this is one of those things like i'm just used to it disappearing like the color disappears and they just go with the black line and so all of a sudden seeing her like entire face be a black line with red around, well, pink around it felt, it was like frog like, I don't know, it was like very, very unusual. I don't know if it's just something that I have to get used to, or, um, and it's like an iteration style that I like, or if it was something that was actually like like just not my preference but I noticed that in that moment because it was supposed to be like a moment where she's growing and experiencing changes to human and I'm just laughing at her for her face, so it's like... (laughs) one of those moments but yeah sound design i thought was fine
1: i thought of that i don't like i don't necessarily have like anything more to add yeah it's just enjoyable like i i enjoyed it a lot
0: yeah uh so for clarification op is gradation gradation by Kanaboon featuring yuho kitazawa and then the ED is Trick Art by Ryujin Kiyoshi. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. OP, I definitely enjoyed. Uh, ED, meh.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's Could have done
1: without. I mean, even the like animation differences on the OP and the ED. Like, OP, good. ED, meh.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. The ED you watch to get to the credits, to get to the end scene.
1: Yeah, or -hmm. even then, like, I would literally fast forward through the ED, Yeah. whereas the OP, like, I would leave the OP on at times just because it's kind of a bop.
0: Yeah, you could definitely jam out to the OP, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it was very seamless. I found that the transitions between the OP worked better than the transitions for the ED.
1: Oh, 100%. I think it was just because of how, like, jazzy the ED was. Mm. Like, it just didn't transition well.
0: Agreed. Yeah, agreed. So, what do you give it?
1: Eight point five.
0: I am kind of with you at like an eight. I think I'm going to give it an eight, just to be just to be. Almost.
1: Normally on rom coms, like we have such a drastic difference of opinion (laughs) whenever it comes to these things. So I'm honestly surprised that you are so close. Uh,
0: yeah, I actually enjoyed it. It gave me. There was. I tell you what. It wasn't anywhere near as embarrassing as quite a lot of the uh, rom coms that are very popular. I hate secondhand embarrassment. It's one of the worst feelings in the world. I would rather be sad than embarrassed. That's (laughs) like, I. It's probably my least favourite feeling of Mm -hmm. all of the feelings. Embarrassment sucks. I don't like it. I can't sit with it. It makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Not fun. So, The reason why I struggle with a lot of romances is is I get embarrassed and I don't, I don't want to do that for entertainment. I don't want to be, that's not my idea of fun. I don't like it. (laughs) So, like, and in, and sometimes there, there are, like, my, my biggest recall moment of probably the youngest I was when I was experiencing that feeling of just pure mortification that I hated was in Harry Potter and I think it's the Order of the Phoenix.
1: Uh, but possibly, yeah.
0: possibly the Goblet of Fire when uh, um, he's look like Harry's looking across the Great Hall at lunchtime or dinner and Cho Chang is at one of the tables and he's got a mouthful of water and he smiles and it all leaks out of his face and then the girls all laugh at him. And that moment, I think about it. I, it didn't even <laughs> happen to a real person. I can't stand it. Horrible hate it that kind of thing happens in so many rom-coms where it's like it's cute and funny and they find it charming i don't i find it horrible (laughs) i would be sick don't (laughs) no not like if another person did it but because i i mentally put myself in character's shoes so often or like i'm their friend like i care about them as a person you know the fact that that happens to someone that i'm protective of can't can't do it (laughs) can't do it so that's why i don't like rom-coms This show doesn't have those kinds of moments. Mm -hmm. It's a very deep emotional connection that these two characters have, but they don't put themselves in situations... Like, the only time where any of the characters could possibly feel embarrassed is kind of really at the beginning when they're establishing everything, when you don't really know them as a character, so you don't feel embarrassed for them because you more feel sad for them like, with Akane and getting cheated on and then putting herself in the situation of going to the convention and, like, just torturing herself because of all of the feelings that she's feeling. Like, there is a level of embarrassment there of, like, han, why are you putting yourself through that? But it's less embarrassment and more, like, compassion. Yeah. So, uh, I, so for that reason, I'm going to rank this higher than that because it didn't make me uncomfortable while watching it.
1: I... It's one of those things to where I know whatever <laughs> I schedule rom-coms, like, how much you are either going to enjoy or hate it. Honestly, watching through this, like, I didn't, like, I never had a thought through any of it to where I was like, Blue's gonna hate that.
0: Yeah, no. And it was cute! There were a good few number of moments where I was like, oh, like... That's it, gives me that squealy, I'm a teenage girl feeling. And yeah. I, that's a feeling that I don't mind. I, I kind of like that. And, and so I'm, I'm not like a hundred, hundred against, hundred percent against rom coms in general. I just hate that a lot of the time the comedy aspect comes with a side of embarrassment. In this yeah. case, it didn't.
1: So I'm good. Yeah. And again, that was one of those things to where going into it, I was like, okay, Blue's actually going to enjoy this more than most, just simply because. Like, there are no bits where I'm like, Ooh, she's going to hate that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where sometimes I'll be watching through something, because most of the stuff that we cover here, I watch beforehand. Like, especially the newer stuff, like, mm-hmm. I try to watch a lot of what's currently airing, just to have an idea of what I think either we should cover or will be trashy enough <laughs> to cover. <laughs> and this is one of those where whenever I was watching it week to week, I was like, this is going to be an enjoyable time just to sit down and talk about it. And we've, this is the most we've talked about an anime in a very long time. Yeah. We started talking about the anime at like 45 minutes into it. And here we are an hour <laughs> later, still talking about it.
0: Yeah. So, I was going to say.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it was a good time and it was a good rom-com for us to actually be able to just sit here and discuss it and you not to have any ick. <laughs> moments.
0: Yeah. Zero ick. Zero ick happened whilst watching this show. Except for that fucking creepy dude at the cafe. He is ick. <laughs> yeah,
1: but, that, that, that behavior yeah. was 100% ick. That wasn't yeah. like a bit in the anime. Yeah,
0: that's no, just... That
1: behavior ick. Don't be that guy. No, don't, don't be, that be that guy. Person. <laughs> do not be that yeah. person in general. Like, don't don't fucking do it.
0: No, don't don't go into, like, situations where people... You're going to make people actively uncomfortable. I get that he thought he was trying to help, but read the damn room. Like, yep. if you don't know a person, don't join them in the washroom.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> Definitely not. Like, just no. Yeah. Like, ugh. <sighs> uh,
0: yeah. yeah um, no.
1: But yeah. Enjoyable time, though. Very enjoyable. 10 out of 10. Uh, cannot wait for a second season.
0: Yeah, I hope there is a second season.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm uh socials uh bnb anime literally everywhere or blues yeah. lavenders or brad carter gaming or brad Garrett vo just you'll you'll fucking find us guaranteed um more tiktok content coming soon so look forward to that we'll post the shit on the socials so you'll you'll find us <laughs> um,
0: yeah this clips uh, from this will probably be on the tiktok
1: yeah i'm going to have fun with this one cuz we've had some really good we've had some really good bits yeah uh hell might just turn like some of the bits into like their own separate like youtube videos too just for giggles who knows i don't fucking know i'm terrible at this
0: bnb talks Yeah.
1: youtube bit bit. (laughs) and uh next week dr stone
0: ah yes science
1: yeah science uh blue humored me this week so uh i humor her and by i humor her I mean, we both fucking love Dr. Stone, so it's it's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. Because I, honestly, I haven't seen anything past the first episode of season three. I was going to watch it week to week, and I was like, you know what? I know Dr. Stone. I just want to experience this with my best friend. So <laughs> we'll yes. just we'll watch it through ship. for the first time together and just talk about it. Yes. Yeah. Such
0: excitement!
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And next week, you'll be hearing about Brad's concert experience.
1: I'm so excited. (laughs) It's so, so very excited. Uh, Videos will be up on the Instagram. Guaranteed. Might be on TikTok. I don't know. Probably not. But definitely on the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate it. Catch you all next week. Love you. Bye.
0: Bye.